This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. W-A-B-C. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good evening, good evening, good Sunday evening, folks. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hope you had a lovely and fantastic weekend. We have a lot to get to. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter dead at the age of 96 after the uh, Carter family announced uh, her dementia battle. She entered a hospice care with the uh, former president. Uh, we'll, We'll update you on that in just a second. Hey, folks, I've been telling you for over a year. Oh, Dominic, you drank that Trump Kool-Aid. You never disagree with Trump. You love Trump. How could you say Trump is going to win the election, Dominic? Well, the latest poll, which happens to be from NBC, right? Trump is winning over Biden for the first time ever. In the NBC, the NBC polls as the president's approval hits a new low. I tell you folks all the time, all the time, that the show of record is the Cats Roundtable on the weekends, on Sunday mornings, and during the uh, week, Cats and Cosby, Rita Cosby, uh, the owner of WABC, John Katsimatidis, the show of record appearing this morning, outgoing West, uh, outgoing West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin ripping President Biden and fellow Democrats for guess what? Mishandling the border crisis, stating New York City is being unfairly saddled with millions of dollars in costs to shelter migrants. We'll we'll deal with that uh with that story as well. And the anti-Semitism is uh continuing. It gives me no joy to focus on 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 some of these stories. But someone that is a um a supervisor, a supervisor for the MTA, right? And it's a it's a story that's uh that's made headlines, shouted, uh, F Israel and F you too at a woman with an Israeli flag. And he's not denying saying it, but he's claiming that it's not necessarily anti-Semitism. Give me a break. Are you serious? A lot to get to this first hour, but of course I'm here with you until 1 a.m. this morning And also uh, something that uh, Curtis Lewa just mentioned, you know it's bad. You know it's bad when rapper Cardi B 
is criticizing your administration. Mayor Adams, Eric Adams, who has lawyered up, the mayor announced uh, towards the end of last week that the upcoming police classes, five, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five, will be cut uh, across the across the board cuts. And Cardi B, we'll let you hear this a bit later on in the show, Cardi B, who the mayor uh, had uh, at the uh, police academy and so on, or he supported it, Cardi B is warning that crimes are going to go through the roof. That is a uh, direct quote from Cardi B. We'll let you hear the cleaned up version of what she has to say uh, and that'll be coming up a bit a bit later. But let's start with the uh, former First Lady Rosalind Carter, outspoken uh, former First Lady, dead at 96. She was the uh, closest advisor. We all know Jimmy Carter, one term, you know, wasn't the greatest of presidents, but one term as president. And uh, there for decades thereafter, they served as global humanitarians. She's died at the age of 96. I want you to hear a little bit of how NBC is reporting this before we go on. It's now my pleasure to introduce someone whom I love and respect and cherish, my wife, Rosalind. She was Jimmy Carter's partner, best friend, and closest advisor in and out of the White House for more than three quarters of a century. Soft-spoken, politically savvy, and fiercely determined, Rosalind Carter was known as the Steel Magnolia, and she made the role of First Lady her own. Born Rosalind Smith in Plains, Georgia, she was a neighbor to Jimmy Carter, three years her senior. I was shy and found out that he was so easy to talk to, and we just kind of hit it off really well, and I think I was already in love with him. They married in 1946 when she was 18. Rose and I have been equally and totally dedicated partners, even when I was still earning a living as a peanut farmer. Jimmy ran the family farm. Rosalind helped manage the business. They raised a family, three sons, and later daughter Amy. Jimmy got into politics, elected Georgia governor in 1970, then running for president with Rosalind's enthusiastic support. And people got to know him, and when they know him, they vote for him. Thank you both very much. And she's completely objective and unbiased. <laughs> I love politics. The small-town girl with a poor family who never finished college thrived on the national stage. Every day I see things that I think I could help with or things that I want to learn more about. And the uh, former first lady has uh, passed away, and um, I guess she's one of the first ladies that redefined the role of the first lady of the United States of America to what we uh, have today, where first ladies are much more involved and now running for public office. So we have a lot to get to, but I want you folks to hear this, and then we're going to start with your telephone calls. You know things are bad. You know things are bad. When rappers are criticizing the fact that you're cutting the police, when rappers are criticizing the fact that you're cutting the police, Mr. Adams has said that he is the hip hop mayor. Well, Mr. Mayor, hip hop, this. 
Cardi B says you're making a big mistake. In New York, there is a 120 million budget cut. There's a 120 million budget cut in New York that is going to affect schools, public libraries, and um, the police department. Y'all know I don't give a f the cops, but like it is what it is. There's going to be an $120 million budget cut with schools, with libraries, and the cops, and the police department. And a $5 million budget cut in sanitation. A budget cut in sanitation. We're going to be drowning with rats. We're going to be drowning in rats. So we are going to be having a budget cut on Mind you, and this is why I said, I'm not, this is why I'm telling y'all, I'm not this year. Don't ask me. I don't give a the resume that they send. I don't give a I'm not endorsing no presidents no more. Because how is that a hundred million dollar budget cut in New York City for, for um schools, library, uh police safety and sanitation yeah joe biden is talking about like yeah we could fund two wars we could fund two wars talking about we don't got it but we got it like we're the greatest nation no the we're not we're going through some right now like say it okay cardi b i don't mean to laugh folks i'm sorry cardi b uh letting us know uh how how she feels about the uh the budget cuts coming to new york city the uh, national budget and the fact that five, she says she's not a fan of police, but she's not happy with the five police classes that are canceled. She says crime is going to go through the roof. We see your telephone calls coming in, folks. We're about to begin with them. The election is still about a year out, slated for November 5th, 2024. And Donald Trump, for the first time, has surpassed President Biden in a national general election poll from NBC News. The key word here being from NBC News. It's a slim uh, lead, but for the first time ever in the in the NBC polls, Trump is ahead for the first time ever, 46 to 44, right? And uh, even when Trump was the president, and 2019, 2020, NBC national political polls showed that he trailed uh, Biden in, in their polls. But now this is the first time in more than a dozen polls done by NBC News where the result is like this. Folks, the handwriting is on the wall. The handwriting is on the wall. If Biden is the nominee, it is over. Frankly... No matter who the Democrats put forth, Trump is headed back to the White House. So you see, folks, um, um, I, I don't mean to engage in, in uh, religion right now, but God doesn't like ugly. God doesn't like ugly. You indicted this man four times. I told you you were going to make him a martyr, and that's exactly what you did, and he's headed back to the White House. And so now for all of your shenanigans— of indicting the former president of the United States. It has meant absolutely nothing to the electorate except to boost him up even further, even further. Another story we're dealing with tonight, and I don't understand why these types of things aren't necessary, why they are necessary. An MTA supervisor, MTA supervisor, 
shouts F Israel. I don't even feel comfortable stating that. And F you too with a woman holding an Israeli flag. So this happened on the streets of Manhattan where a woman was waving an Israeli flag. And apparently the the video that's on social media, the 57-year-old MTA supervisor, Kenneth Foster, can be heard telling the unidentified woman, I got the right to say what the F I want, I'm American. And he flips her the bird. He was walking down Columbus Avenue on the upper west side last Saturday with his mother when the woman's flag almost hit him, according to what he has to say. And groups have posted this encounter online in which he states, uh, why are you waving that flag that is part of an apartheid state? And then he says that she got so mad like they, I'm not going to question who they is, always do when you talk about Israel. And then he says, I said, F you and F Israel. I did not say nothing about Jews to her. Now I have to defend myself. You should have to defend yourself. And you're lucky if you keep your job, Mr. Foster. You're lucky if you keep your job. He then said he has nothing against Jewish people and and that she should have just walked away or he should have just walked away. And he also added I'm against oppression of anybody because I'm black. So I know what oppression is. That's what he told the Post. This Bronx native, the man, has worked for the MTA for 36 years. Last year, he pulled in $143,000 for his role managing track maintenance and construction. Again, he says, I'm against oppression of anybody because I'm black. So I know what oppression is. Really? Really? Well, you don't know what what hatred is, and you don't know what acting like a fool is and absolutely playing yourself, as the kids would say. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls uh, this morning. Let's begin with Norman in Brooklyn. Good, good, Good evening, Norman. I say good morning. We're not morning into another 43 minutes, but good evening. What's on your mind? Good evening, Dominic. Okay, I just wanted to, you know, I, I'm greatly saddened by the death of, of Rosalind Carter. I grew up, I mean, I'm born in 1963. I grew up with, you know, there's, before I started to vote, but, you know, they were, they were the, uh, he, he was a president of my, uh, you know, of my uh, adolescence, I guess. And uh, what I'm greatly saddened with is the de- is the death not only of Rosalind Carter but the death of the Democratic Party of that time, which seemed rather moderate. I was a Democrat a during that time. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I was a Democrat. I mean, everybody in Brooklyn, in my neighborhood, every Jewish kid growing up in Canarsie was a was a Democrat at that time. And um, you know, I'm, I'm greatly saddened by that. And and I always the one thing I I um, always never understood was how come he joined in, uh, you know, recently in the, you know, when the Trump times, why he joined in with that vilification of President Trump. 
when when he you know they they know the, the the Democrats of that period know that their party has changed drastically, and yet they don't stand up for that moderate middle, and it, it you know it bothers me. That's part of the reason why I became a Republican, which I eventually became a conservative. But you know I, I you know it just uh, it bothers me that there's that we are so divisive now, and and the the party that I first was a member of was uh, normal, and now it's it's not normal anymore. And now, I, you hey know, Norman, I'm, who can disagree with what you just said? No one, no reasonable person can disagree with the statement that you just said. At one point, the Democratic Party uh, was moderate and represented, uh, dare I say, uh, most of us. Now it's far, far, far left. A world of craziness and Looney Tunes, and it, it's a different world now. Right. You know, listen, I, I loved Mayor Koch. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I saw him once, and, you know, I, yeah, I, I loved a lot of the people of that period, Daniel Patrick Moynihan and all those people, but where are they today? You know, they're, they're I mean, not, just, they're not around. Norman, thank you for the call this Sunday evening. And to Norman's point, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, I was a fan of his. Uh, one of the highlights of my career is up in Syracuse, New York. I got to moderate a debate with Senator uh, Moynihan uh, and uh, got to spend some time with him. And if we had listened to a lot of things that Senator Moynihan said, rather than just knee-jerk reaction of, he's a racist, things would be a lot better today than what they are. They would be a lot better right now if you had listened to Moynihan and how he defined what was going on in inner cities, what was going on with the black family structure. But it was just easier to tar him with with the charge of racism rather than listen to what the man was uh, was stating Dominic Carter here with you on this Sunday evening talk radio 77 WABC Steve in Brooklyn. Good evening, Steve. What's on your mind? I loved what you were saying a little while ago and also that Cardi B stood up to Eric Adams. So maybe it's time now to revive a, a, a fresh stale idea. Mr. Eric Adams, how about going after the the $1.25 billion that your predecessor de Blasio stole from the city? We could really use that money, and you can prosecute him with orders from your office. Well, I, I, I hear you, Steve. Uh, that's, that's talked about quite a bit. I, I, I've got to sit down and actually look at uh I, I know we all know the allegation, but I've got to sit down and look at it. But I don't I don't know if things are changing, but I can tell you this, and thank you for the call, Steve. I can tell you this much. When you've got Cardi B, listen, folks, you may not feel that she's important, but she reaches a lot of people. In fact, I could make the strong case that Cardi B and Jay-Z and uh uh what what's the uh Matt Blaze? What what's the uh what's the white rapper? What's his name? The the guy that's on top of the world. Eminem Detroit, Eminem. I could make the case that Eminem, Jay Z, Cardi B reach more Americans than elected officials do. And so when Cardi B, who you defended as mayor already, is coming out 
stating that your cuts make no sense and that it's going to lead. And it was the first thing I thought of, the sanitation. I thought you were Mr. Rats. I, I thought, Mr. Mayor, that you wanted to. You heard what Cardi B said. We'll play it again at the top of the hour. In a moment, we're also going to let you hear what Joe Manchin said. The outgoing West Virginia, West Virginia senator said to our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, this morning, but you're supposed to be Mr. Rats. Rats, czar, and everything, and you're going to cut sanitation pit. Like Cardi B said, the rats and the crime is going to go through the roof. Alan Yonkers, good evening. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, hello, Dominic. You know, Dominic, I wanted to say, you know, I was saddened myself today when I heard the uh, news of uh, Rosalind Carter's passing as First Lady. You know, I remember in 1976 as a young boy that when uh, Jimmy Carter narrowly beat Gerald Ford for the White House. And, uh, you know, fast forward in his four years in the White House, it was a tough four years. And I know when he was defeated, uh, President Carter in 1980 with the Reagan Revolution, the moral majority, uh, he was really devastated by it with himself and his wife. And uh, they went back to Plains, Georgia. But, you know, uh, maybe rest and, and, and his wife took it really, really hard, so yeah. much so that she gave Nancy Reagan the cold shoulder uh, at the White House, right. but, but, right. but softened over time. Yes. And so what, what, do you think, what do you think her legacy is? We know how history is looking at Carter as president, but do you believe she has a legacy out? I do. I, I think her legacy will be that she was her husband's most trusted advisor. Uh, she Agreed. did so much in the White House uh, with mental illness. That's true. And, That's uh, true. And years after she left the White House with her husband, they did so much. I even think they uh, were supposed to visit Yonkers, but I'm not sure if they did. But they did so much for Habitat of uh, Humanity which is, uh, you know, they were involved with building homes for those who were underprivileged. So I think her legacy will be that she was a real uh, good, great first lady. Thank you for the call, and Al. In a moment, I'm going to go to Francine in Brooklyn. But first, let's start with Larry, also in Brooklyn. Good evening, Larry. What's on your mind? Yeah, uh, Dominic, if you don't mind, first, I'd just like to correct something you said last week to Jacqueline from Brooklyn. You know, the two thugs in the Bronx, they were eligible for bail. They were, they were charged with second-degree felony, and uh, that, that uh, only, only misdemeanors and nonviolent felonies are no bail offenses. It's, if it's a violent felony, which this was, and that's why the DA... Okay, okay, well, wait, well, wait, well, wait, 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 wait. But they still walked out, right? They still walked out. I, I don't see what that I said. That was my that point. Was... Okay, Larry, no, my, Larry, You said Larry, they were not Larry, eligible. Larry, 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 right. you're calling up and you're talking about last week. That's a turnoff. Let's start with right here and now. Fine. What's your fine. point, please? Okay, Fine. Um, uh, I want to tell you about something that happened about a month ago. I, I saw there was uh, there's um, on my corner. There was one garbage can that was overflowed all the time, and 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 they needed more garbage cans because you know in New York City they only got one on four corners usually. They don't want to pick up that much. So I spoke to a sanitizer. I happened to see a sanitation inspector in a car, and I said to him, I said we need another garbage can. You can see this one is always overflowed. It's overused. So he says to me, and this gives you an idea of the rot in the city agencies. He says to me, more garbage cans bring more garbage. And, and you know what they did? They took away that one garbage can. 
Now there's no garbage cans on the corner, right? And the garbage is all over the corner or the people are still putting it there on the, on the cement. And that was before Eric Adams announced the cut in services. So these services were being cut before he even told us because of these illegal migrants. Okay, okay so it's horrible. It's horrible that happened. Did you did you call three one one and report it? No, because I happened to speak to a sanitation inspector. I figure if I'm speaking to the to the to the top, how high, how much higher can I go? This is corruption. Well, the, I'm not gonna, uh, how am I well, going uh, well? The reason why you need to call it in, Larry, or someone needs to call it in, is because if the inspector doesn't want to be bothered, and you bring it to him or her, they're going to leave it at that point. It's not going to go any further. But if you go up the chain, if you go up the chain and there's an official complaint, then something has to be done. I'll give it a shot. I'll see what happens. Okay. All right. Okay. Larry, thank you. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it and have a uh, a great day. Let's go to uh, Francine also in Brooklyn. Good evening, Francine. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. How are you? I'm doing well, and I hope you are as well. Good. Um, I just want to comment on Rosalind Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a sore throat, so I'm not going to talk too long. She um, was a wonderful, wonderful person. And she was a, a person who made people's lives better. And her, her president, or her husband, actually put me into the job market because I was on public assistance prior to that. And he initiated the CETA program and put me into, into a job where I actually stayed for over 25 years. And wow. It enabled me to get a pension. He initiated the CETA program. Okay, so wait. So, Francine, wait. Let, let me divert for a second. So you said it was a program from President Carter that uh, got you off of public assistance and into a job. Yeah. How, did, how did that feel going into the workplace? What, was it something that was very positive for you? It was because I was a trans. Um, that was actually two years before I had my surgery. Mm-hmm. And so I was actually going to work as a trans woman at uh, City University, and it was it was a, an interesting experience because you know trans women couldn't get could not get uh, work back in the seventies you know legitimate work, but I was one of the ones that actually got lucky and got it because I okay had wait work. wait I got I got to divert again. You're telling me as recent as the nineteen seventies, a trans woman could not get work. Not in. Couldn't get a couldn't get work in uh, in the office as as a female, you know, because um, because of the situation, you'd have to have your name changed and things like that. But I was already using my name as Francis. Mm-hmm. The public assistance office sent me to Queens College, and I got a job, you know, um, as an office aide. Wow! Then, yeah, I took the civil service. So see, the program was actually initiated by President Nixon. But President Carter extended it, and mm-hmm. a lot of people who were on public assistance were actually thrown off um, the roads because they, they wanted you to go to work if you were single. So I was one of those people who was actually asked to, you know, go to work, either at Queens College or City College. I picked Queens College, and I stayed there, and then I took the civil service test and passed it, and I became a civil servant, and I stayed on in CUNY for 25 years, so I got my pension. Hey, Francine, let me, I, I'm all over the place right now. Let me ask you a question because I'm curious about this. Um, how has the gay community, particularly in New York, changed over the last couple of decades? Because I know that I take a lot of flack because I won't back down on these airwaves 
for my support of the gay community. And the way I look at it, Francine, uh, some of my closest friends, one of my closest friends was gay and um, he's no longer alive. And, and I saw, I saw how his family, he happened to be African American Mm -hmm. and his family to the day he died, it really breaks my heart that his family would not accept him because he was a gay man. And, and, and he died before, you know, before you could get married and you, you understand what I'm trying to say. And I, I, I just, I feel the pain and especially in the transgender community with, with the suicide rates and, and the, uh, and people being attacked for no reason at all. So, so go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you know, back then it was really hard because if you were gay, you, you could be fired from your job back then. And before I had my surgery, when I was presenting prior to, become, you know, having my operation, I had lots of problems on some of, the, some of the jobs as a gay male. But then when I had the surgery, it was much different. Um, so right now things are much are open, open much more because, you know, I see a lot of my trans, trans people get jobs in uh, all types of uh, organizations, they're running for office and things like that, and um, it's opened up. It's opened up much more. I think the gay community, they've had an easier time because at a certain point, it was okay for gays to work in, in any kind of jobs, but the trans people had much had a much harder time. But right now, it's opened up. It's opened up tremendously. I've seen there's a show called Disclosure, and it's on Netflix, and it talks about the transgender. Um, Revolution, how it's opened up, and I'm so proud of some of the girls like Laverne Cox. The shows like Pose and things like that. There's a show called Pose, which was ran for three seasons, and things are so much different now. But a lot of people don't understand the movement, and that's why they get upset and okay. attack people. Now, now I do feel that things go too far sometimes, you know. But but in general, I, I support the community. Francine, thank you as always for the call. Folks, we've got to take a break. When we come back, we will continue. We'll also let you hear with outgoing West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin had to say, ripping President Biden and fellow Democrats for mishandling the border crisis. We will continue on the Mayor Eric Adams situation. And we'll be starting our number two at the top of midnight. I'm here with you until 1 a.m. right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are going back to your telephone calls in just a moment. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC on this Sunday evening. Quote, I tell Democrats you have got to secure the border. That's outgoing West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, who may run as an independent for president. He's ripping into President Biden and fellow Democrats for mishandling the border crisis. As I say all the time, the Cats Roundtable is must-listen-to radio if you want to know what's going on on Sunday mornings, uh, hosted by our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. 
Senator Manchin appeared on the program this morning. Here's what he had to say as it relates to the issue of migrants and the border crisis. Your listeners, you have a tremendous loyal listening uh, audience. Uh, they got to be scared about the whole border situation. And I tell Democrats, you have got to secure the border. I tell Republicans, we've got people here that if they had a visa, a worker visa permit, and let them work and pay for their own keeping and basically pay taxes, it would be a benefit while we're waiting to adjudicate them. But right now, I know in New York what's happening, you're all paying millions and millions of dollars trying to house and keep people off the streets and this and that. And it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. And we've got Democrats and Republicans fighting over the minutiae. Oh, it's inhumane to secure the border. Well, my goodness, you can't have a superpower of the world unless you secure the borders. And the people that come here, everybody says, well, the Republicans, throw them all out. Well, you're not going to be able to round all those people up. But at least you can make them sign up to work. And then if they're not working, then you can go after the people that came for the wrong reason. But we're going to have to look at some common sense solutions. Senator Manchin of West Virginia with our owner operator, John Katsimatidis. And what he had to say in that comment you just heard is one of the reasons why former President Trump is winning over Biden in an NBC poll for the first time ever. The NBC polls for the first time Trump is ahead of Biden. So you indict him on four different charges, four different locations, four different places. You understand the point I'm trying to make, folks. And all you've done is uh, made him a martyr where he's headed back to the White House. The smart play would have been to ignore all of this. But you helped catapult him back into the White House. And now when I say this train has left the station, something I say all the time, right, as it, as it relates to uh, who won the last election, I am telling you now, with this upcoming election, the train has left the station. It's Trump. Period. Let's continue with your calls. Let's go to BJ in Queens. Good evening, BJ. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, always a pleasure to hear your voice. Thank you for taking my call. Two things you brought up, my friend. Cardi B. Cardi B is 100% spot on because she's smart enough to know that the people that get hurt by these cuts are the people that live in the inner city. They get hurt the most. The rich people can sweat it out until they get a new mayor. She also is a businesswoman. So if she ran her business, her brand, her music business, like uh, uh, Eric Adams ran the city, she'd be living on a park bench. She'd be MC Hammer, okay? She'd be, uh, she'd be a- a- out of luck. And uh, as far as uh, the late uh, first lady's concerned, Rosalind Carter, God, God bless her. May, may God take her soul. She was, she was 95 years old or something. She was really, really, you know, she was placed on this earth for a reason. But he, here's my problem. My problem is uh, 
we we tend when people like this pass, we tend to forget, you know, we tend to rewrite history. Jimmy Carter was not that great a president. He gave away the Panama Canal. Interest rates were 17 percent. Let's not rewrite history. Let's not do do that disservice. OK, to this woman, this woman, she was here for a long time. God bless her, really. And, and, and my thoughts and prayers go to the out to the people that loved her. Uh, and who she inspired, but uh, if we, we we really need to remember people as as they they are in truth, because that would be the best best legacy that that we leave. Fair point, fair point, and I agree with you, uh, BJ. Thank you so much. The only thing I disagree with what you said, I I like MC Hammer, so <laughs> <laughs> too legit to quit, brother. Thank you, BJ, for the great call. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good evening, Jacqueline. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello, Dominic. Um, I want to just say uh, about Mrs. Carter, rest in peace. And I I wanted to agree with Larry once again. Um, And I wanted to share with you an incident that occurred with me involving the Department of Sanitation. Um, Two things, actually. And I know this is a little different because if Larry calls, I hope, and I'm, I know he's smart enough to do it anonymously, but here in, in the city, uh, they have yard waste collection in a small pail. And I put it out, and uh, it was not emptied out completely. So I called the local, and I did make a report through 311, and the address of your home, if you're a homeowner, is right on that pail. So the- Oops. What? I, I I don't know. Hey, Jacqueline, do, wait, can we punch her back up? Okay, great. Jacqueline, I, we just had a, a technical problem. Go ahead. Okay. So, so the address so, is on the pail. So the, the address is on the pail. So there was okay. no way I could make the uh, report anonymously. P.S. Short version, I wound up getting a summons from the local inspector at the depot, the city planted a tree in front of my house. And in order to retaliate, they wrote up a summons the very next day for not cleaning up around the tree pit, which is what they call it. And I tried to fight it. And do you know when I tried to fight it, the argument that I gave, which was in defense, um, I can't be out there 24 hours a day. People throw their cigarette butts. I could just get through cleaning it up. And somebody can walk by five minutes later and throw another cigarette butt there. But no, they just had to retaliate because it meant extra work for them. And also, in my financial planning career, I used to go around to the sanitation depots to do some financial planning. They were getting paid for their full eight-hour day, and they worked two hours. Granted, they could do the job in two hours, then maybe the budget should be cut for them and doesn't, don't need to allocate as many hundreds of billions of dollars. If they can do the job in two hours, pay them for two hours instead of all the benefits and everything else that the taxpayers have been paying for decades on top of decades. Okay, so let's, let's go back for a second here. So you said that your pail uh, – wait, one more time. The, the garbage can with the yard stuff? Yeah. So the you plants, play, the weeds you, and things, the yard right, waste. So, so you you set it out, and they didn't they didn't completely empty it. Correct. And you complained and about up, that. I called up and I made a complaint, and out of anger because I said if I have to recycle this stuff, and they enforce that we're supposed to 
uh, put it out in a separate pail, then they have the responsibility to pick it up. And they, they didn't empty it completely. Okay, so they, so? Didn't, they didn't empty it completely, and then what happened? When I complained, when I made the complaint, as I said, the pail has the house number on it with indelible marker. There's no way to cover that up other than sticking the label on top of it so they can't see the number. Okay. So the next day, the inspector came around to my house and slapped a summons, a fine on my door for not cleaning up the debris around the tree pit that the city planted. There were cigarette butts there. Okay, so okay, so wait, so Jacqueline, I, 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 I haven't dealt with sanitation much, but they have to have a, like an internal affairs, a, a division where where you outside of the normal complaining uh, venue that because that sounds like a tit for tat situation. Of course. Where, okay, so but have you inquired about that? No. What I said was I put in an appeal to fight that summons. And when I got the uh, judge, uh, the, the, you know, whatever um, judge they call themselves at the local level for these different agencies, you know, like the ones that deal with parking fines and things of that nature, uh, I gave my defense and I explained, I always clean up, which I do. And the few cigarette butts that were around that tree pit, it's impossible. You cannot, you have to stand there 24 hours a day to watch everyone that comes by and throws their trash there. And they would not um, let the summons go. And there's, so, there's I mean, no other way, there's no other appeal process. Who am I going to appeal to? <laughs> who was I going to appeal to the mayor at that time? I mean, it, it the, the whole system is rigged against the, the city and the residents and the taxpayers. They want money. They want to do as little work as possible and then when you put them up against the wall and you force them to, to do their job the way they're supposed to, what do you get? You get kicked in the tuckers and they turn I, around. I hear and, you. And I, I would have wrote a certified letter to the commissioner of sanitation. And well, fi- maybe, I, I would not I would not have let it uh, get a, because you're fighting the, the right fight, Jacqueline, but you're fighting a stage fight that you can't win. It's in their system. That system is stacked. Let's call it for what it is. I so, should have consulted with you first, so, Dominic, and so, maybe it would so, have gotten dismissed. So, so, so I, I, I go through the regular channels when I need to complain about something, but I also go to the top as a rule of thumb. Because uh, amazingly, Jacqueline, and, and granted, I'm a journalist, so maybe I'm treated different, you know? But when you go to the top, so, like, for example, whenever I had issues with uh, with my kids in school growing up, right, um, my wife wanted to just meet with the teacher and then the associate uh, principal and then the principal. And my attitude was, no, we're going to start with the district superintendent and I'm coming in with counsel and I would hire yeah. a lawyer. And then all of a sudden, the problems just seemed to magically go away. Right. You know, now, well, now I guess I was fortunate at the time to have the uh, the resources to be able to do that. But that's just my philosophy on life. You make a good point. And usually I do the same thing. I try to go to the top. But that was during the time period when I was taking care of both of my elderly parents. Yeah, and I my got senior it. Door. You know, so it was like one thing on top of another. I says, I can't believe this. <laughs> here, so, here I am. You know? Hey, but Jacqueline, I, I got to take a break. But so. 
the other thing that startled me about your call, you're telling me right now that uh, sanitation workers, some cases they do two hours but get paid for eight? More than some cases. Every depot I went to throughout the various boroughs, it's always the same thing. Their day starts at whatever time it starts, five, six, seven. They're done by 10. They're hanging out at the depot, having a good old grand time, waiting to punch out for the end of the, the, end of the day. Wow. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up on that. Jacqueline, I got to take a break. Thank you for enlightening me uh, to the situation. I, I mean, I know there are contract rules and so on with the unions, but I don't know of no job that pays you that you work three hours and you get paid for an eight-hour shift. And if that's the case, that, then we've got a problem, a big problem. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to go to Mike in South Carolina, our friend Gracie in Rockland, Charlie in Manhattan, Victor and Beth Page. We'll be right back. Everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, going right back to the telephone calls, taking your calls from around the country. Our friend Mike in South Carolina. Good evening, Mike. What's on your mind? Good evening, Dominic. A treat for you being on the air for two hours for all of your fans, and I'm definitely one of them. And I'll tell you, my head was spinning before. He's always complaining about something at Larry. But the conundrum with Sanitation New York. Hey, Buzz not, uh, 311, make a report out and whatever. A couple of things, Dominic, you know, that you touched on. Rosalind Carter, rest in peace. Uh, 1976, I was 22 years old. I voted for Jimmy Carter, and who knew what was going to develop? But like you said, uh, Dominic, Habitat for Humanity. Uh, a global uh, uh, humanitarianism. There was a call before I was going to bring it up, but I did. Habitat for Humanity. Um, and uh, Dominic, I, I did 25 years with the MTA and the audacity of this guy to say and do what he did. You know, after you, the lady was waving the Israeli flag and after you too. Yes. Like, come on, man. Uh, and you also mentioned, Dominic, I'll leave you with this. Uh, I try to get to my point. You know, some people go on and on. Uh, Hip-hop, Mayor Adams. You know what? You should have done what you mentioned, Dominic. Oh, you know, come over to New York. You know, he was embracing everybody. Don't accept the buses. Don't accept the damn buses. And now you have done nothing. You're going to be indicted. Uh, and he even had drones following Curtis and whatever. But you know what? Uh, take care of the border with Biden and his comrades. That's priority number one. And history will repeat itself like it's doing now after 9-11. Different names, you know, uh, ISIS, Hamas, and Palestine against Israel. I mean, it's uh, it, it, it's uh, it's unbelievable what we're witnessing in my once great country, Dominic. You can say that again, Mike. And, um, I, you know, I, I honestly, thank you for the call, Mike. I would have, yeah. uh, I, I, I really mean it folks. I, I would have told my press secretary, alert the, alert the press 
um, that we're going to have a photo op at uh, 3 p.m. I will be out there myself telling the buses, hell no, turn around and get out of my city. You know how Mayor Adams was fond of saying, my nightclubs, my restaurants, my schools. I would have said, my city, I wish you well. I wish that we could help you. Turn the bus around. You are not allowed to embark, whatever the term may be, getting off the bus. You're not going to do it here in the city of New York. The far left would have screamed bloody murder. Right, let them scream. You, you, you were what three years away from the election. Let them scream. Let them get it all out. It's good for them. Let you know. Go ahead. No justice. No peace. Go ahead. Yell. Scream. Three years from the election, it's only going to help you with moderates and the right. And you wouldn't have had this problem with the feds. You wouldn't have had this problem with Biden. And you could still legitimately say you were the Biden of Brooklyn and being good with the White House. Now you got even rappers saying to you, what the hell are you doing, Mr. Mayor? And if you miss what Cardi P posted online, we're going to play it at the top of the hour, right after news headline. Uh, now it's in, it's in Cardi B language. So you have to understand that. So every other word is beep, 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 but it's Cardi B language. But she's telling the mayor that crime is going to go up. Cardi B, Gracie in Rockland. Good evening, Gracie. Good, What's on your mind? Good evening. Listen, what, two points. Number one, the fish rots from the top. So I don't care if it's the mayor, the governor, or the president. If things are going wrong, it's more or less their fault because they are the leaders. So, so, uh, Agree. No it happens on your watch. You own it, Gracie. Right. And, and now to, I, I want to say something about sanitation, but I, I don't understand how these people on the right even, uh, don't praise Trump for three years, three, we, the country was doing well un, until, uh, COVID was unleashed. And I'm going to use that word unleashed on us. And then things went going down, and he had some bad advisors, unfortunately. But Trump, I mean. Now, I don't even know. I hope that if, if, if he gets elected, he could straighten this out. It's going to be, like, impossible. I cannot believe what has happened in three years. People, Dominic, are so dumb. Even though the salaries are going up, we'll say, oh, people are making more money. Don't they understand they're paying more taxes? The only people, the only entity that makes more money when salaries go up is the government because you're ending up paying more taxes. Well, Gracie, you know, I wish I had more time for you. And thank you for the call, Gracie. And let me just say this to uh, Victor in Bethpage. I want you to stay on the line, Victor. When we start the next hour, because I promise to take your call and we're almost out of time. Gracie, to your point. Coming from Rockland County, I refuse to come down the Palisades and take the George Washington at $18 a pop. If it means me sitting in 30 minutes of traffic coming the other way through Mario Cuomo Bridge, I think I pay $7. I will not pay the 18 when I can pay 7 That is another tax, and it is disgusting. 
Hour number two starts right after news headlines. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. W-A-B-C. One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hour number two and good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Mayor Eric Adams has created a defense fund to pay for his federal investigation uh, legal fees. This is an ongoing federal probe, as we all know, of his 2021 campaign. Former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said Sunday he thinks Florida Congressman Matt Gates and I agree, could face the same threat of expulsion as Congressman George Santos once a House ethics review drops. So in other words, McCarthy, the former speaker, says a similar fate may be headed towards the path path of uh, Matt Gates um in terms of uh, George Santos, and we already know that on Friday the story broke. Uh, well, it was it was Thursday or Friday, but the story broke that the congressman, that the Republican l- leader of the ethics community, says, "No, we're not just going to accept you declaring you're not going to run again. We're going to put forth another vote to expel you from Congress." And so we're going to let you hear. What uh, what Mr. What Mr. McCarthy uh, has to say. And of course, Matt Gates has been uh, under review by the House Committee on Ethics uh, concerning um, accusations, in, including sexual misconduct with underage girls, illicit drug use. The feds decided not to prosecute. The feds did not prosecute him on this, but. The House Ethics Committee is uh, looking into it. And before we play Cardi B, I want you to hear what Mr. McCarthy has to say regarding that issue. Unfortunately, we had a number of members doing the exact same thing they did before, uh, of stopping bills from moving forward. We're going to have to come together. Uh, we, we do know this is really driven, as you know, and you've had in this show, Matt Gates' ethics complaint. I think once that ethics complaint comes forward, he could have the same problem as Santos has. And I think the conference would be probably better united to be able to move forward and get this all done. And that's uh, Mr. McCarthy, the uh, former... Uh, speaker on on a television program coming up and 40 we're going to continue with your calls coming up at 45 minutes past the hour something that's interesting can you imagine this a new york city spa day gone bad a spa day gone bad a woman wakes up in a hyperbaric uh suit whatever you want to call it those things they put you in with fresh air the aide forgot that she was in there 
She was locked in and stuck, and there's no more air coming in. She's a Rockland County resident. Can you imagine that? For me, it's like a mini coffin, and I hate even thinking about coffins. I I truly, you, you know, you know, you know, you know, Matt Blaze, you're going to call me nuts on this one before we get to Cardi B, right? And then I promise we're going to get to um, Victor and Beth Page and also Charlie Manhattan. I see all the other calls. So I got to figure this out, Matt Blaze. I don't want to go six feet underground because I'm stuck in that box. I don't want to be uh, cremated because it's so hot. So what do I do? I think you need to be mummified, Dominic. We're just going to freeze you mm. something. But, but I, 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 I can't. come back maybe that way, right? That's what I'm saying. But I can't. I, I, I agree with you about being in a coffin in the spa day. I would never Ever. do this spa thing. Remember Michael Jackson had that hyperbolic That's chamber right. that right. that they said he slept in, or I think they just took a picture and made it like he slept in. I think I think he put all that stuff out. But anyway, I would never even do that. I don't like to be anywhere that you confined. Can't that you can't yeah, control. like, and I'm not. I don't have that phobia, whatever it's called, of when you're in a closed space. Mm-hmm. But that's a really closed space when when you're looking straight up and all you can see is the top and you can't move. Yeah, at all. You can't, you can't get out. Can't get out. You, you That's like I, being I, buried alive. It's I, like the same thing. I'm going to get to Cardi B in a second, but you know what? The older I get, the more conservative I get. When I was younger, I'm like, let's go jump off a cliff. Let's jump. Let's do it. Let's jump in Hawaii. Let's go. Let's do it. Now you can barely get me in a pool. I'm not go- I'm not, I'm only going to go in the pool. I'm not going anywhere where they can possibly be an alligator. Anywhere. You're not ziplining through the jungle? No. Bungee jumping? <laughs> no. Parachuting? No. So you don't want to jump out of a plane and, on your 100th birthday? No. No. <laughs> no. How, how about you? No way. Are you kidding okay. me? Okay. I mean, okay. I'm not that I'm, I'm not that afraid of heights. I don't like going near the edge when I'm up high. But I'm, I've always said this forever. I'm never bungee jumping because I always had that fear that that bungee's gonna snap. Right, and, and I'm not jumping out of a, yeah, and I'm not jumping out of a plane. I don't need to jump out of a plane. If I did, I'd have wings. <laughs> we don't have wings, and I don't have superpowers yet. Uh, yeah, I I hear you, Matt Blaze. Okay, so let's let's I I just went off folks uh, folks for a second there. So that's coming up, uh, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, 45 minutes past the hour. And, of course, at the top of the hour, 1 a.m., Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. Let's begin with poor New York City Mayor Eric Adams. You know it's bad. You know it's bad when the rappers are saying, hey, Mr. Mayor, what are you doing? Cardi B <laughs> and, and, uh, and Cardi B 101 language. Uh, and that's that's an entire college course to itself. But Cardi B is, and I, you know, folks, I'm sorry, I'm a fan of Cardi B's. I I like her music. I I, I like her. I really do. As somebody from the Bronx, who's also from the Bronx, I've met a million Cardi B's in my life. Oh, Dominic, well, what about this? What about that? Okay, yeah, you may be right, but I like her. Anyway, so Cardi B is warning Mayor Eric Adams with his proposed budget that crime is going to go through the roof, that the rat problem is going to go through the roof, 
that the education system is going to pay dearly. I want you to listen to Cardi B right now, but again, it's in Cardi B language, Cardi B 101. In New York, there is a 120 million budget cut. There's a 120 million budget cut in New York that is going to affect schools, public libraries, and um, the police department. Y'all know I don't give a f- the cops, but like, it is what it is. There's going to be an $120 million budget cut with schools, with libraries, and the cops, and the police department. And a $5 million budget cut in sanitation. A budget cut in sanitation. We're going to be drowning with rats. We're going to be drowning in rats. So we are going to be having a budget cut on Mind you, and this is why I said, I'm not, this is why I'm telling y'all, I'm not this year. Don't ask me. I don't give a the resume that they send. I don't give a I'm not endorsing no presidents no more. Because how is that a hundred million dollar budget cut in New York City for, for, um, Schools, library, uh, police safety, and sanitation. Yeah, Joe Biden's talking about, like, yeah, we could fund two wars. We could fund two wars. Talking about we don't got it, but we got it. Like, we're the greatest nation. No, the we're not. We're going through some right now. Like, say it. <laughs> Cardi B. Uh, oh, boy. Cardi B uh, declaring that we're uh, a translation, that we're on a decline as uh, as many of you say, uh, that President Biden is, is talking a good game, but all it is talk. Cardi B, uh, the budget cut is a lot more than $100 million that she said, but, um, you know, she's voicing her concern. Linda, Long Island. Good morning, Linda. What's on your mind? Hi, Dom. Uh, you remember when we used to be friends, and you commented about Cardi B. I said something about wait, Cardi wait, wait. B. When when we used to yeah. be friends, I I don't know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, on by... the air, on the air. <laughs> okay, on but wait, wait, but wait. What, what, why do you say uh-huh. we used to be friends? We used to be because I, I don't well, understand let, let why me, you're saying past you... tense. Go ahead. Right. Let me tell you quickly, uh, or not so quickly. Okay. Um, you said to me, you probably said. Quote, you probably want to cut off my head. And, you know, joke, laughing, of course. And I laughed about it. And I thought that was funny. And, of course, I didn't. But now I do. Because I'm really, I, I can't believe you would even, ugh. I came and listened to her, hear her name. You know, I don't know whose show it was. I was switching around one day. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Someone, I can't remember who you know, for a few minutes, and someone was talking about her and saying before this today, you know, happening, um, somebody said um, that uh, some police, uh, policemen or something, were going to get in trouble because uh, they're not allowed to associate with any criminals. And Cardi B is a criminal. For some reason, I mean, she wanted to, you know, do associate with cops. Um, Linda, so Linda, wait, wait. She's not a criminal. Okay. She, she yes, has, she is. she is not. She has a, a misdemeanor conviction, uh, I, I for for an incident that does not make a person a criminal. You, because you may, they lower it because they lower okay, it. What and, was and, she doing? Yeah, but look what she was doing. Okay, I Linda, mean, Linda, listen, I, but Linda, I, I would have it's more respect. Linda, listen, please. Yeah. I would have more respect okay. if you just say you don't like her and leave it at that. I don't know. 
I don't not like her. I don't even know her. I don't listen to her. I don't see her. I don't know anything about her. I just know what happened. And it was disgusting. She was, I'm mean, really, if, if it happened you or, or your son or somebody close to you, you wouldn't like, you wouldn't feel good about this. She was, um, uh, um, getting men drunk and then stealing from them. Linda, 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 that's okay. what, that, that's what she says. I don't know how true that is. That, that and, is true. Uh, Linda, do you know how many rappers I know? That have made up fake stories about no, a gang. Wait, true. let me finish, Linda. Check it. About okay, a, check le, le, I, she said it, but that don't mean it's true. Linda, it's called co- Linda. I never heard her say it. Linda, please listen for a second. It's okay. called it's called street credibility. It's warped and it's wrong, but it's called street credibility. You know how many rappers claim they've been shot and they've never been shot? It's it's this it's to different. sell records. What makes this different? Okay. And and we're veering off. I don't want to get into a morality discussion on Cardi B, but you should understand, Linda, a lot of young ladies that I went to school with in the Bronx are just like Cardi B. So go ahead. Well, that's not something to be proud of. But it is what it is, Linda. I, I know I, you. Linda, I know how you Linda, are. Linda, you have a very high standard. I do, Linda. Linda. But but if I like her music, I like Jay Z music as well. I don't care about the music. Okay, I, I, I don't care I, about I, the music. I, I like I, I love Beyonce. So I mean, so what? That so because I like Jay Z, that makes me a bad person. No, Beyonce's not a criminal. So it's so so okay. So it's just it's just it's. Oh, I just heard the news Cardi that B. I'm saying she's a criminal. Okay, I didn't make she, it up. She has Check a conviction for a misdemeanor. A and misdemeanor. they lower that. Okay, Linda, thank you for the call. Thank you for the call. Let's go to uh, Victor in Bethpage, who's been waiting for a while. Good morning, Victor. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. <clears throat> Good morning. I don't know how I'm going to follow those two acts. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm inspired to call you. Uh, my son is uh, John from Staten Island. I hear him on all the time. So, oh yes, that. the police officer. Said, yeah, he said that. Get in, get in the act a little bit. Okay, so, all right. Um, I just want to touch on a quick, couple of quick things uh, with regard to Mansion. You know, <clears throat> he, he was totally duped by his own people. He was led to believe one thing, and as soon as he turned his back, they uh, they duped him. <clears throat> I forget what the specifics were, but uh, I really have no use for him. He should have, he should have switched parties, and balanced out the uh, the House and the Senate. Okay, all right, and, fair uh, enough. Also, and also with regard to uh, the demise of the uh, Democrat Party, that began in two thousand eight when this uh, uh, the uh, foreign exchange student came from uh, Hawaii with a phony birth certificate, and he still he still. Uh, you know, terrorizing us now because he's really running the country. Uh, Biden is strictly, strictly a puppet, and we know that he's strictly a puppet. Well, I I know I know things are not looking well in terms of uh, how he appears out on the. Um, I'm not even going to say the stump because he's not really campaigning uh, yet as president, but it's it's not looking well. And Trump is ahead, and he's going to pull ahead in the uh, yeah. polls. It, it's really Without no question. contest. I feel he needs 100 million votes and we're going to have a landslide. I know it. Well, Victor, I thank you for your call and for your son, John, who calls and always enlightens me with law enforcement issues. He gives me the inside scoop on things that are going on. So I thank you for you and I thank you for your son. And I want you to have a great morning. 
Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you, you and have a great day. Let's go from Beth Page to Yonkers. Good morning, Teddy. What's on your mind? Morning, Dom. Dom, first of all, I wanted to give you a little update. My sister, she came out of the hospital Friday, and we're, she's in a rehab nursing home up in uh, Scarsdale. Or, Glad uh, to hear it. I just hope for the best, if you know what I'm talking about. Damo, first of all, I want to acknowledge you. You know I, I love you a lot. And six months ago, eight months ago, you know, you, I would talk about Trump, how much I disliked him, and I thought he was venomous. But I've changed my viewpoint, and I acknowledged when I'm wrong, he is going to win the nomination. That's, that's a far-gone conclusion. And he's going to beat Biden. If Biden decides to run, he's 81 years old tomorrow, I think, Biden. And uh, when, I, when I don't know certain things, I try to seek out sources. The previous caller say, is saying, and I've heard this before, that Obama is really running the country. On what basis are they making those statements, Don? Well, it's an individual decision, and I, I wish he was still around the caller where you could ask him. But it's something that's that's said quite quite a bit, and I, I guess it's based on the premise that Obama has a strong personality, and the fact of the matter is Biden is perceived as not as being just the opposite, and thus people. And when you look at sometimes, you know, it seems like you know it's a weekly occurrence now, Teddy, where. The president's walking into the wrong location. It just doesn't look good. And I think that's where these comments are coming from. Yeah. Don, the only thing uh, that I have uh, a major criticism of Trump is I felt that he was kissing Putin's behind. And uh, I thought that Putin had Trump in his back pocket. I mean, okay, uh, Teddy, let's say for argument's sake that you're correct, right? Okay. Let's say you're correct. But did Putin act up when Trump was in office? He did not. I'm just wondering if if Trump continued to be in office, if he did win the against uh, Biden back in 2020. Do you think that Putin would not have gone in to Ukraine then? I I, I really want to believe so. I really notice the words I'm using, Teddy. I know. I, I really want to believe so. There, there's a lot that goes on in the world stage that we'll never know. Backdoor communications and so on. Right. right that, I, that, we'll, that we'll never know in a million years. And all I'm saying, Teddy, is you can think whatever you want about Trump. You can say his tweets are awful. And sometimes they were awful. Right. Right. But, right. but at the same time, it just seems like we didn't have the problems uh, that we have now on, on a world stage. I agree. And, and that's because for one reason or another, folks sometimes don't want to hear it, Teddy, but for one reason or another, Trump kept them in check, period. Afghanistan, did you hear, did you hear any, anything coming out of Afghanistan? Really? I mean, uh, Teddy, imagine, now I understand that sometimes leaders, world leaders will just talk tough. And maybe sometimes Trump was just talking tough, but it worked. 13 Americans being killed in Afghanistan at at the airport, military personnel. I just don't see that happening under Trump and leaving all that military equipment. You know, millions of dollars. I just don't see it, Teddy. I 
I I would agree. And I know that Iran would be blanking in their pants big time if Trump won, because they know that if they ever tried anything. <laughs> right. He He's not the one to act up with. Because he he will call your he will call your bluff, Teddy. Listen, I'm I'm glad your sister is doing. It's your sister, correct? Yes, sir. I'm glad that she's doing better, and I wish you all the best. I got a bunch of other calls. But Have thank a happy you. Thanksgiving, Dominic. And thank you. Eat some of that turkey for me, Teddy. Sure thank will. You. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dominic Carter. Here with you, Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Anastasia in Queens. Good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Good morning. I am an immigrant myself. I came here at 13. I am now 76. And I hear what's going on. We need border control. I am afraid to go to the trains with what's going on. We don't know the people that are coming in, where they come from, what their intention is. We need people in America that will be productive, not lazy bums that we're going to the mayor is cutting a lot of budgets, cutting taxes from the senior citizens and giving them to the people that are coming here that don't feel like working. I am tired of this. Welcome to the club with all the respect. Very, very tired. It's too much. We need border control, law enforcement, changes unbelievable where is this president has taken us my goodness things could not get any worse i think this is really terrible and also i have a a big problem with the city i have a dead tree for three years now the tree just died one winter and i called over and over my neighbors called and the tree is not being cut off and branches over the summer with that big storm, a big branch fell down, almost killing my daughter. Another one before I left for Greece came down and I called the same day and I have proof of all this. We keep in record and nothing is being done. What can I do, Dominic? Have you tried the 311 number? And the reason why I'm saying 311 is because that's a record, a public record that officials Absolutely. can't hide. I have record of four okay. times calling. Okay. I okay. even called the fire department okay. one so wait, day. Because so, okay, so when you call 311, what happened? They told me that they will be, uh, you know, going in order. And gave me, like, numbers to keep in case I have a problem. Okay, okay, but wait, 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 okay, wait, 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 just please follow me and stay with me. They gave you a list of going in order as it relates to what? Uh, Like, in other words, in case you're not being answered your question, give this number the next time you call again. Okay, so wait, 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 I'm trying to help you, please, you got it, but you got to stay with me. You you want to jump and tell me other things. Please stay with what I'm talking about. So when you called 311 and made a complaint, did did you call back to follow up on that complaint? Yes, absolutely. Okay, and what happened when you called back? The same story. And what, what was that story? Gonna... Give, give me the abbreviated version. 
in another words, they said that they are so busy that they going by phone call order. Okay, but wait, uh, uh, wait, are they so busy with the calls, or they're so busy with the trap chopping down the trees that are in damp that are in danger? Which one? There's I, two big differences. I I believe what they meant was that they are very busy uh, cutting trees and they don't have enough help to send out. Okay, so what number did they give you, and did you follow up on that with your next call? What I'm saying, same, so, so if they gave the you... Same, if, I, I have only one number, the 311, but... Okay, but wait, so they didn't give you an order number. They just gave you... See, it, wait, oh boy. Okay, it, it, what you described to me is that they gave you an order number, what it sounds like, of when the tree would be cut down. Is that wrong? I, I'm not... No, they didn't give me... Oh, okay. They never gave me a date of when it might be getting cut off. Never. Never. Okay. So did you call the city parks department? No, I must say that I only kept calling 311. In one day, we called the fire department. When okay, the and, and what? And what okay, okay, I got it. The branch fell down. Please stay with me. And it almost hit your daughter. I heard you the first time. When you called the fire department, what did they say? They said that it's 311 job. Okay, so did your daughter try calling 311? Uh, neighbors did, and my daughter also. Okay, so neighbors did. And what happened with those calls? Uh, they said that eventually it will be answered. When, though? So much danger coming. Uh, you know, winter is coming. Bad weather. No, I, no. I understand. But, but the reason why I said your daughter, she's a little younger, and may, maybe she can hold them a bit more accountable. I, 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 I'm not. So you're telling me you're calling and neighbors and nobody's getting an answer. Nobody has given us an answer yet, unfortunately. What they did was they, my neighbor had a tree that was halfway dead. They made the phone call. The neighbor, their neighbor made the phone call, which is like my third neighbor. And, and uh, when they came to cut the tree, I went out, I saw the trucks, and I thought they were cutting my tree. I went downstairs and I said, hey, you're cutting the wrong tree. Right, that but ma'am, ma'am, wait, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. No, 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 no. But they, they, they're not going to do two trees at the same time. See, you, somebody's very confused about the process. They're going to go by the order. And so they came and cut down your neighbor's tree. And what did they tell you about when they might come back for your tree? They said they knew nothing about that they had an order for that tree. And, and, and that's what I thought. So you're calling 311, but nobody's made an official statement or filed an official, whatever the term may be, to have the tree cut down. So, I mean, I, I would recommend, have you tried, have you tried... Because I've, I'm late for a break, ma'am, and we have a lot of other calls. I've never dealt with uh, 311 in this regard. But but you're telling me, so you can't get a supervisor on the line for 311? You can't tell them that you've called numerous times and you want to talk to a supervisor? I could try that tomorrow. Okay, please try that and then give me a call back, please, Anastasia, with tomorrow's I show it. and see, Thank you and so you see much. And let me just say this. Let me just say this to you. See, I want to tell you that I would do it for you, but if I tell you that I would do it for you now, right now on the radio, 
every phone line would be flooded with people from the public expecting me to call on their behalf and get their job done. I so, so I have, to be, so I I have to be very selective. But please, I want you to call a supervisor. Call and ask to speak to a supervisor. Now, please listen to me. They're not going to want to hear this long, drawn-out story that you're telling me. They're not, they don't have time for that. You got to get to the point. You got to hit it, quit it, and move on. Get to the point. They don't want to hear this long, drawn-out story. You want to tell them that the tree is dangerous. You got to have the tree cut down. The city's the only one that can cut down the tree, I believe, and get a date and a number. No double talk. And if that doesn't work, ask to speak to a supervisor. Please do me a favor and call the show back tomorrow night or when you get through to them, because I do want to follow up with you, okay? I certainly appreciate it. Thank you, and good I, luck. I let we, you we, know what's going to happen. Okay, but remember what I said. They don't want to hear this long, drawn-out story. You're hurting yourself. The only yourself. reason you heard the long story is because I wanted to tell you that when we right, called, but what I'm we trying to short. tell you, but what I'm trying to tell you is that that's only going to hurt you. You you gotta have a abbreviated version and all, that's exactly all, what we did when we originally called. Right. Short story. We have a dangerous tree. It almost hits. At that time, no one was hit yet. And so just okay. So just small. so just so just one more time. They told you they would call you back because they were busy three one one and never called you back. Never. See, I have a funny feeling that you called with this long story. And if no, you're calling no, with no. a long story, Don't they're not... Don't confuse it. Don't confuse it. I know what I'm doing. I was very short. I was very short. Okay, so so then you said numerous times folks have called, but nobody's gotten anywhere. It, that's exactly what's going on. And that's why we called the fire department because we said this is a dangerous tree. But it's not the fire department that cuts down the trees. But uh, I please, know, but okay. we had no choice that day. But, but the, the big branch de- fell toward the street where the, the cars were passing. Okay, so who picked that up? Uh, one of the neighbors came and helped. Oh, it was a neighbor. So the city didn't, the city didn't do anything. No, no, the neighbor and, and uh, you know, the son, they picked it up and they chopped it up in small pieces. Okay, so please. It was, it was in the Anastasia, car. Anastasia, I, I, I really have car. to go. Anastasia, I've spent nine minutes on, on this one call. Thank you I very re- much. I, I really have do have to night. go. Thank you. Please give me a call back and let me know how how it's gone. And before you folks say, Anastasia went on for nine minutes. Yes, she did. But that doesn't mean that your call can go on for nine minutes. I've got to take a break. When we come back, we'll have more of your calls, more headlines, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, and coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. A number of uh, headlines we're following. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter dead at 96 after the family uh, had announced in the last couple of years her dementia uh, battle. She entered hospice uh, care with her husband, the uh, former president of the United States, Jimmy Carter, 
Former President Donald Trump winning over Biden in an NBC poll, that is, excuse me, for the first time as the president's approval numbers hit a new low. This is the first NBC poll, the first one out of 12, I believe, where Trump is actually beating Biden. Uh, Get ready for this trend because it's going to continue. Joe Manchin ripping Biden and fellow Democrats over the border crisis. He made the comments appearing yesterday morning with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, on the Cats Roundtable. Mayor Eric Adams has created a defense fund to pay for the federal uh, investigation legal fees he's uh, facing. And uh, former Speaker Kevin McCarthy on Sunday said he thinks uh, Congressman Matt Gates could face the same threat of expulsion as Congressman George Santos once a House ethics review drops. We will see. Let's go to Pamela in New Jersey. Good morning, Pamela. What's on your mind? Good morning. To help Anastasia out with the tree, she might want to pick up some caution tape. You can get it at any hardware store, Home Depot. It's cheap. And you just wrap it around the tree trunk and tie it to like a fence to block it. And that'll catch an inspector's eye. I had a tree that went down during a storm. And, uh, you know, they can only get to so many things so fast in a storm. And uh, so I put caution tape around so nobody would get injured. And, uh, you know, it, it worked. It kept people away from it. And it kept a safety factor. And the inspectors can see it. Well, it's a great recommendation, Pamela, but New Jersey and Queens are two different venues. The city of New York is an entire different animal, but but maybe it'll work. We'll see. What What's on your mind? Well, you might have to wait a while. You know, it's not going to be always quick. Uh, another thing, uh, as far as Congress goes, I see somebody's on a revenge tour, the alleged elbow in the kidney, and now this. Mm, Gates was investigated and it was cleared. No, he was you know, not. No, 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 no. He was the, the feds. feds the the fed, feds. Right. The feds said that they would not. And he wasn't cleared. You didn't use the word cleared. They said it's a big difference in them taking the case and clearing someone. They did not take the case. But he still got the same issue that Santos has. When, when there's an issue, Pamela, I'm going to let you finish. When there's an issue of running around with underage girls and drugs, it's a problem. And that's what the House Ethics Committee is looking into right now. Maybe you're right about this, uh, what, what term you said, uh, uh, you said uh, with the elbow, what was the term you used, the tour? Pamela? Uh, revenge tour. Right. Revenge maybe, tour. Maybe, right. Maybe you're right about the revenge tour, but Matt Gates is in deep, deep trouble. Go, go right ahead. Continue. Well, you know, uh, I'm just saying, uh, you know, to separate that issue from that we needed a new speaker, we did need a new speaker, and it seems like Mike Johnson is uh, on, a, on a good start. So uh, we need to clear the air of uh, the rhinos. So, uh, the, you know, tit for tat, tit for tat, aren't we used to that? Okay, but, but Pamela, I'm, but, but, but I, find it, I find it amazing that you, you're not, you don't seem concerned at all with him running around with underage girls. Matt Gates. I'm separating it from my country, the death of my country. I'm separating it right now. Uh, we needed a new speaker. Mm, we needed a new speaker. Mm. And so you, and so you think it was worth going through the turmoil that the country went through? Yes, that's what Congress was made for. Congress is, is made like the forum and, the, and the, you know, Rome. It, it's meant for arguments, disagreements, so that, 
you can clear the air. And I think it was a good clearing of the air. Okay, so will you say the same thing if the ethics committee ethics committee says Gates has got to go? Will you say the same thing then? It's uh, you know that's a separate issue. That's ah, but totally will you say the same issue. thing? I'm talking about this. But I'm talking, I'm talking about, about Matt Gates. Will you say the same thing then? The guy doesn't belong if in Congress. There, if there is something there, then let them investigate. You are that's not. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing right now. Investigate it. Okay. Thank you so much for the call, Pamela. Let's go to. Let's see here. Let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. Good morning, Susan. What's on your mind? Yeah, well, hi there. Um, yeah, as far as Matt Gates goes, that's apples and oranges, what you're speaking about, because um, the, uh, what you're saying about um, uh, uh, the uh, current, the the, uh, the one in New York right now, what's his name? Santos. Um, yeah, Santos. This guy used... Funds and to uh, of his okay. He, so, he, uh, so basically. wait, Susan, because I'm short on time. Let me make sure. I get, so, you're telling me it's okay for a congressman to run around with underage girls and and drugs? That's what you're telling me. Oh, you're you are making a statement that is not proven. You're uh, Susan, 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 Susan. Can you yeah, please just answer my? Can you answer my question? And the question is, if the ethics committee comes back and says that he was running around with underage girls and and, and, and drugs and so on, what will you say at that point? I don't think that's a, the same thing as what Santos did. It's not okay, right. I, first of all, I wasn't making a comparison yes, with Santos. Susan, Susan, you every did. time, Susan, every time you call up here and you raise your voice and you start yelling, please calm down. There's no need to yell. No need whatsoever. I'm making the comparison because the former speaker made the comparison. That Listen, what, whether, whether you're stealing money to, to buy whatever uh, items, uh, campaign money, or running around allegedly with underage girls, what's the difference, Susan? What's the difference? Both of them should go if that's what you're doing. Dealing money like Santos did oh. and, and identities of his donors is totally different. That's a million times worse. That's a million times worse. About. That's a million times worse than allegedly statutory rape, right? That's a million times worse than that, right? It's amazing. <laughs> Okay, no, go ahead. Go you, ahead. You uh, just talk. You go ahead. You are totally out of line saying it's statutory rape. None of that. I said the allegation of statutory rape. Listen, Susan, what? you may not listen. You may not like what I'm saying, but it's not me. It's the ethics committee. It's not me. It's the ethics committee that's about to come back on Matt Gates. Blame They're them. Allegedly. Don't blame me. Susan, it's they're a, going to legend. Okay, you are Susan, what is him. okay? What is your point? And I'm tired of My you calling me up here yelling at me every single time. What is the point? Why do you, you do it? You, oh, Susan, a, Susan, you, uh, Susan, I, I don't want to be rude to you. Do you have a point? And if you do, get to it. Santos has been proven. So that you want to say the same thing. Santos has not been proven anything. 
the ethics committee came back with the results of their investigation the same way they're about to do with Matt Gates. He has he's under federal indictment for more than 20 counts. He has not been proven guilty of anything, Susan. The same way Matt Gates won't. But they're going to move on him to probably get rid of him if they come back with the results. Now now what what are you talking about? Santos thank you, thank, thank you for the call, Susan. Please, I, I can't deal with it. I can't. Uh, Matt Blaze, Matt Blaze. Good for so, your contribution. Now. Good, good, good for your see, contribution. See, it's amazing because when people like someone, right, and yep. they feel that you're doing what they want you to do, mm-hmm. they can excuse anything and everything. Unbelievable. But if they don't like you, and if you tip a toenail, you should be removed. Oh, yeah. This guy, Matt Gates, is a sleaze bag. period. There's yeah. no other way to put it. That's true. And I agree. The, the feds passed on it, but it looks like the ethics committee is not. And right. that's why he went after McCarthy, because he wanted his troubles to go away. Right. And he also knew that the the horrible deal McCarthy made to become the speaker, and he knew that only he had to say, I want to move the, remove this guy. That's all he had to say. And that happened because Pamela didn't want to talk about that 96% of the Republicans. Democrats are always going to vote no. You know that. Right. 96% of the Republicans voted to keep Kevin McCarthy. That's right. Only, what, eight people? Eight people. Eight people almost, dictated almost, to almost everything. blew up Congress. Right. Eight, eight people, people dictated what happens. Does that make any sense? We always talk about majority rules. They talk about getting rid of the Electoral College. But all of a sudden, now, when it's your guy, no, 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 no it's right. okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It's no okay. problem. And, and I'll quote Newt Gingrich. Thank you so much. Newt Gingrich says they, they should all be primaried. The eight, and they should all be removed from office. And I agree with that 8,000%. It is time for a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. A New York City spa day gone bad as a woman wakes up trapped. Oh, and a hyperbaric uh, machine where she was locked in. So a relaxing spa experience turned into a nightmare. I think I would have had a heart attack right then and there for a woman from Rockland County in New York City when she woke up and was trapped and struggling to breathe in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber that had shut off. So it happened at one of these uh, posh, uh, the the posh remedy place, a social wellness club in the Flatirons District, November second, and uh, this woman had booked a session in the pressurized pod, which the spa says she's forty four years old can reverse the effects of aging. About thirty minutes inside, she says that the uh, attendant forgot about her. She woke up panicked to find the machine off and had no idea when it gave her air last. Oh, no light, no access to air, no one responding to her repeated calls for help. But the good news is she made it out alive. We're going back to your telephone calls. I'm looking at my Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. You can send me a tweet at Dominic TV. So Irish today just tweeted to me, Susan, our last caller, is loaded. 
introduce her to Mr. Click. Susan, meet Mr. Click. Michael Pagan says, hey, Dominic TV, maybe Anastasia's tree is not on city property. And that could be one of the issues. And it sounds like they have her a reference number for when she calls back. RT, RT Tweetable says, why is it that all budget categories can be reduced except for those applying to illegal aliens and those even can be increased? Well, actually, the mayor is cutting 20% of the migrant budget in one category. So he is cutting there. But I say, how about an 80% cut? How about that? John Beckman says, hypothetical. If I or anyone to move, were to move to New York City, can you name one redeeming value of New York City today? Thanks. Let's see. One redeeming value of New York City today. Uh, if you're a sports fan, you can go to the Knicks or you can go to the Jets or the Giants. And just if you go to the Knicks or the Yankees, just pray that you don't get robbed or worse while you're going to the uh, to the game. There's your redeeming uh, quality of value. Uh, maybe maybe I would say parks, but the Central Park, but the mayor may put migrants in Central Park. Um, I got to think about that one, John. Let's go to Isabel in Manhattan. Good morning, Isabel. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Uh, people should be aware that... Um, 311 is open around the clock, 24 hours. Yes, that that is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Some people don't know. They think they have to wait till the morning. They could call any time. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you for that, Isabel. Let's go to Patrice in Brooklyn. Good morning, Patrice. What's on your mind? Oh, hi, Dominic, and have a happy, something to say happy New Year, happy Thanksgiving. Same to you I and did- your family. Thank you. I studied a little chemistry, quite a bit, but on that barometric, uh, the barometric is of the chemical element called oxygen. And on the earth, we are breathing uh, oxygen outside, air and oxygen, but it's usually mixed with nitrogen on the, you know, what we're breathing outside. So we have to be very cognizant and careful. Sometimes mistakes are made, but as patients, you know, within a barometric machine, we have to make sure that we have um, a nurse around or someone who, you know, can help us get out or, you know, be careful about our time. Thank you for taking the call, okay? Thank you, and have a great day. Frank in Maine. Good morning, Frank. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning, Dominic. Always a pleasure. Um, first of all, RAP to Rosalind Carter, a very classy, plain woman who went to the White House and just uh, made it a very easy place to, um, to see every time on on TV. Um, you know, Dominic, uh, Mayor Adams who wants millionaires now to fit, you know, to help out quote unquote, to fit the bill for what's going on. That's equivalent to telling criminals to stop being criminals. Um, you know, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. And I'm so glad that people now are waking up to see what Mayor Adams and Kathy Hochul and what de Blasio before him uh, did to this city and are doing to this city. And, you know, to backtrack and say that this was a sanctuary city and not even mention it ever again, it's a total disgrace. Dominic, have a great night. Thank you, Frank, for the call. Uh, Mayor Adams, again, uh, as it relates to the uh, federal investigation, has hired a 
a defense lawyer and started a defense fund. Uh, and the people that negotiate to it, uh, it's been cleared by the um, by the boards that contribute to it. They cannot have business with the city of New York. Full disclosure, the name, every name has to be listed, and they cannot have current business before the city of New York. But as we all know, there are ways to get around that. Let's go to Queens. Let's say good morning to Howard. Good morning, Howard. What's on your mind? How are you, buddy? And you're a very good host. Thank you. Okay, first thing is this. I voted for Trump twice. We have 330 million people in this country. If 1% of the population, 3 million go nuts because they're just fed up with things, I don't know where we're heading. I don't know what the solution is. Are we heading for some kind of civil war or insurrection? Oops, what what, what happened to uh, Howard there? I, I, I don't know. Let's go to Charlie. Howard, if you want, you can give us a call back. Uh, let's go to Charlie in Manhattan. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, uh, D- Dominic. And uh, what I wanted to tell the stories about what you had talked about in the beginning of the program, when you talked about the, uh, the anti-Semitism that's uh, growing in New York City and relationship to the high crime problem. I was walking around my Hell's Kitchen neighborhood about a month ago, and a young thug just slacked the yarmulke off my head and just kept right on going. It just kept right away. But it's it's just it's just awful the crime problem here, and it's awful since what happened on October seventh in Israel, and and the response of so many people here to it. They're siding with the Palestinians and they're siding with Hamas. The terrorist organization. I, I think that's just nuts. I think that's just insane. And I just want to say real quick, I don't think that would have happened to me. I don't think that would have happened to me if Sid Rosenberg was standing right next to me or standing beside me or anywhere near me because I don't think they would do that to him. But what, what do you think? Well, what do I think about what, Charlie? No, I mean I think that's horrible that that uh, that, of course, that of course. I, I I don't know if you're asking me if I if 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 I thought that would happen if if Sid is standing next to you. I I don't think Sid could stop it, but uh, it, it's horrible that something like that would happen. And I would hope that the police would be around and would arrest someone and send them to Rikers. Uh, you know, I mean, I understand you go through the court system and all of that. It, it's horrible that that type of stuff is happening. Is that what you were asking me, Charlie? Yes, and, and I think that no cash bail is, is is making crime the crime situation, the crime problem, a lot worse. Don't you agree that because the criminals know that they're not going to be arrested, sent to jail, sent to Rikers Island, they know there's no punishment for them. So this no cash bail public policy has really turned out to be a fiasco, and, and it's I think it's exacerbated the crime problem. Uh, uh, quite a bit, and it's making the city uh, unlivable. What do, you, what do you think? Well, I talk about that often, and it's one of the uh, worst things that's ever happened to the city. Thank you for the call, Charlie. It's one of the worst things that's ever, ever happened to the city of New York, and we've got to find a way to reverse all of this, or we're doomed. I mean, the, these thugs, they know what time it is. They they know what they can do and what they can't do. And frankly, what they can do, that list is like eight times longer than what they can't do. I'm joined now by Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to What's you, What's going sir. on, Dominic? Start of a brand new week. Yeah, let's do it. How was your weekend? Great, great. Very good. Uh, too short, but uh, got some nice weather. Wonderful. 
that you're doing anything great? I, uh, you know, went to a birthday party with my son on Friday night, a kid's birthday party, so we had fun playing in the ball pit and going on the trampoline. I took him for a haircut on Saturday morning that was not nearly as fun. He didn't enjoy that nearly as much. <laughs> and, of course, if the son or the wife doesn't enjoy it, then you're oh, not. Oh, <laughs> no. This is, this is a str- the most stressful haircut I never received. Uh, what do you have coming up this morning? All right, well, we're going to be joined by Colonel Daniel Davis, who is uh, a real authority when it comes to military affairs going to discuss the situation in the middle east both from a military perspective and a foreign policy perspective i'm going to pick his brain on what's happening in ukraine as well because we can't forget about that we've got commendations coming up uh we're going to look into what's going on with this gilgo beach killer uh some very interesting developments in that case that i'm going to share and uh we may see george santos expelled from congress sooner rather than later who knows Agreed. That's probably going to happen. Folks, stay right there. Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight coming up right now after news headlines.